Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed, and past performance does not guarantee future results. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. I'm joined in studio today by Mike McNamara. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. It is wonderful to have you, you know, six feet away <laughs> hey. versus, you know, thousands of miles. There's something to be said for personal contact, right? Yeah. No, it's a nice, it's a nice change. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a nice change. It's, it's uh, even strange to hear you say that, but yeah, the way the world is, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I know, so we're, you know, we're into May here and uh, the weather is starting to get a little bit nicer. Uh, and I know you were able to, uh, you were able to be out on the boat yesterday. It was a wonderful thing. I, I bet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have you back here. Um, and so, you know, you come back up here and you get, you get hit with uh, some, a lot of excitement uh, going on in the world these days. Uh, what? <laughs> Are, are no, you here? No, just, not just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's feeling a little bit of excitement. Uh, you know, we've got we got stuff in the news. We have we have inflation. We have wars, uh, and we have, of course, you know, the markets uh, reacting to all that. And so that's that's kind of the topic today, right? Yeah. Um, so the t- the topic for today is you know we're going to kind of talk about. You know, all the excitement, i.e. Uh, volatility, uh, going on in the markets today. <laughs> well, all the volatility in the world, I guess, leads in to the, the world, volatility sure. in the markets here, basically. But, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it certainly does uh, seem like a, a scary time. Uh, of course, we've had hundreds and probably thousands of scary times over the last few years or hundred years. But anyway, it's you know there's a lot going on. You've got interest rates going higher. Uh, you've got uh, inflation. Um, I was looking at the I have a large diesel engine in my boat, as you know, and uh, diesel fuel is uh, like six fifty a gallon. Is that what it is? A gallon these days, that sort of a thing. So people are and gasoline's not for much further behind. So it's kind of very, very scary when people pull into the pump and thinking about commuting and this, that, and the other thing. And then if you look at some of the supply uh, chain breakdowns, like you know, and it's empty shelves in some stores mm. and stuff like that. And yeah, and then throw in a war. The the war doesn't seem to have that much of an effect on us. On us, it, 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 when, you know, I, I'm not trying to be casual about this, but from a pure market point of view, I, I don't think that's in the list list of the top three of, that people are worrying about. Uh, I, I think, and with justification, I think, sort of a thing. Uh, so, your your comment on that? Or? Well, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, I guess t- to me, you know, psychologically, that you know, what's happening over there, it's, it seems so far away, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, and that's that's part of it. Um, One more kick in the teeth on top of everything else. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and of course, of course, you can worry about it if you want. Um, I mean, we certainly, you know, you feel bad about it. You know, it's not something that you want to see happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. 
you know, investment wise, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, you know, we don't have a whole lot of, you know, exposure to Russia per se, but, you know, but there are, you know, some ramifications, right? You yeah. know, as far as what they, there sure are. what they, yeah, what they yeah. ship out to, to Europe and other parts of the world. Yeah. Grain, I, Ukraine is a big grain producer and never mind the oil and gas mess going on through the planet and stuff. Yeah. So, so people are, are nervous. They're, they're scared. And, and, uh, and I think, uh, that's pretty, uh, clearly reflected in what's going on in the markets, the stock markets. And so the so the volatility we're going to talk about uh, is in your portfolio and its fluctuations, folks, uh, and and what to do with it. Uh, and yeah, we, we, we live in scary times and, and that's um, that's just something that we all have to deal with. I, I did want to, I'll probably get to this later on, but I you know, now on top of everything else, the, this war in the Ukraine thing has now got people thinking about oh, nuclear nuclear war and nuclear disaster. J- you know, just what we need on top of everything else. But uh, you know, I, I, I've done some reading and heard some folks comment about about, about that, and that's truly a scary a scary thing. Uh, you know, the, the 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 only comment I don't mean to laugh about this, but. Uh, the last person on Earth who died of a nuclear weapon died in 1945. Okay, uh, and just think about all of the hundreds of millions of people in the planet on the planet over all those years who've been stressed out and worry about a, the threat of a nuclear war and, and and what good has that done to stress out about it? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't happened. You you can't control it. And by the way. If it happens, what we're talking about on the show doesn't matter sort of a thing. So I think it's very unproductive to get into the the nuclear war state of mind, folks. And I'm not trying to dismiss it. I'm I'm just saying it hasn't happened. And I think even those folks in Russia understand that the whole world will go away if we get to that point sort of a thing. So, so, you know, the the war, that's the only thing about the war that bothers me is that we've had a few people mention, you know, have you had anybody bring that subject up? No. Yeah. Uh, and I've, you know, I've, I guess I've had that thought in the back of my mind, yeah. but, but I'm certainly not going to bring it up because yeah. what, what good does it do? Yeah, it, 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 it does no good. It does no one any, you, any good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can, you know, if you want to worry about it, you can, yeah. but there's absolutely nothing That's you can, can do can about do it. it. Right. Um, yeah. And it's just the likelihood is, you know. Uh, well, it's been low. pretty yeah. darn darn small so far, right. and if it ever happens, honestly, what we're talking about doesn't matter, and that's so. What, what, I mean, what's what productivity in your life do you get out of worrying about that particular thing? I right. guess is my comment. So yeah. anyway, m- moving along. Okay, so so folks, uh, one of the other things I think that's pretty interesting uh, is that we're, we have a whole lot of fear and concern out there in, in the world these days, uh, and I, I think it's. Again, I've, I've been doing this for 42 years, okay? <laughs> so I, th- I think it's really a, a little kind of, uh, a, a, a little silly. Uh, the definition of a bear stock market is the market being down 20%. The, the United States stock, stock market's down about 16 or 17. We're, not, we we're not there yet. We, 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 and maybe we'll never get there. So, I mean, th- this fear... It goes along with markets that are down 35 or 40 or 45 percent. And and now we're seeing it in, in a world where, you know, and I'm not being casual about the stock market being down 16 or 17 percent for the year. By the way, that's within perfectly normal, you know, 
behavior. I right. mean, from time to time, nobody likes it. But I, I think it's unusual that we have this much worry and concern and stress, given the fact that the the where the markets are, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, so, sometimes you know the the short term volatility that we see, like we're seeing now. And it's kind of like self-fulfilling, right? You know, people start, oh, yeah. you know, people start w- worrying. Just like buying toilet paper. Well, yeah. And then, and then they see other people worrying and, yep. you know, if people, and if people are yep. selling, right, yep. if they're selling, you know, selling shares or of whatever, yep. Yep. and they say, oh, well, well, maybe I should be doing that too. Yeah. Even though nobody, you know, nobody really knows why exactly they're doing it, yep. but they're just kind of doing it because they're afraid. And then, and then people kind of jump on that bandwagon and, but that's not, that's not a good long-term strategy. That's like that's the just, lemmings going over the cliff. Yeah. I mean, that's the best analogy I can give. But that, that, that's absolutely true. It, it's um, a, as human beings, we're emotional critters, and honestly, we're not wired to be naturally good long-term investors because of those emotions. In fact, uh, many folks, because of their emotions, uh, hurt themselves financially by by doing things like that, which is why we're having this show, sort of a thing. But anyway, so, but yep, folks, uh, if you've checked your portfolio, um, it's down this year. And and probably one of the kind of unique things uh, this year is that, uh, and again, I, I remember looking at uh, one of our reports a few days ago. So, folks, don't don't exactly quote me on this, but in the ballpark, I think the U.S. market's down like 16 or 18 percent, and so aren't the international markets and the emerging markets. They're all within that 15, 16, 17 percent range, I believe. Uh, but the real surprise is the U.S. bond market's down 10 or 11 percent. So, so uh, in, in normal times, most of the time, people sell stocks and buy bonds. Well, that that hasn't worked this year. So it's a diversified portfolio, which we talk about forever. Uh, that that diversification is not working very much for the last six months, which kind of probably adds to the scariness of the situation. I was just check, double checking the numbers. So yeah. I, yeah, I'd say S and P five hundred is down about sixteen yeah. percent year yeah. to date. Okay. Yeah. And the international markets and the emerging markets are in, in that ballpark too. Okay, and so folks, not, nothing's working this year in your portfolio. Okay, uh, if if you if we can buy you a little piece, look, look back to your portfolio three years ago and see what you're averaging, depending on the circumstances. You know, when when markets go down temporarily, it affects the performance of your investments. Yeah. Well, if you look back six months, you're unhappy. If you look back a year, we might be down five or six percent in your portfolio. If you look back three, it, it obviously depends on your mixture and a whole bunch of other things, but. Folks, you know, I, I, I guess I'm trying to give you some reason to be able to deal with the fact that what's going on is like a perfectly, no, in the market, what's going on is a perfectly normal thing. What, right. what did you find there? Well, yeah. you know, what I was actually trying to do yeah. was um, I was trying to use 2020 yeah. uh, just as a as a, a relatively recent example about, you know, where we could be today. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't yeah. know where we are, but... Yeah. You know, so back in 2020, that's when we had the, you know, the coronavirus, you yeah. know, broke out in, yeah. in February of 2020. And, you know, the stock market reacted, right? Yeah. People were fearful. They yeah. were panicked about, you know, the ramifications of what that was going to do. Yep. And, you know, the U.S. stock market went down about 30 or 31% yep. from from the top to the bottom. And, and it happened so fast people didn't know about it. Well, <laughs> some people did. Wait, okay. uh, some people <laughs> okay, did. Okay. Um, and, and, and it was, well, and, and it was bright over the course of just a few months, right? Maybe yep. two or three months, yep. you know, we saw a 30% decline. Yep. 
But, you know, and that's that's kind of where, you know, we're not that bad right now. Yep. But, you know, over, over you know, we're talking about this year, we're talking about four and a half months, <laughs> right, being down 16%. Yeah. But if you closed your eyes yeah. and opened them at the end of 2020, yeah. you actually made money, right? So yeah. I think my, I think my numbers here say that, so if, so for the whole year 2020, yeah. S&P 500 actually earned about 16% yeah. for the year. Yeah. One of the things I'll be doing when I, I'm meeting with my clients, and I promise I'll get back to work pretty soon, <laughs> but, but what, what I'm, what, in times like this, and I've had a few in my lifetime, I'm going to show them, the, we show them the report, you know, net of fees of their performance for different periods of time so they understand what's going on. And right after I show them that, I'm going to show them a 12, 31, 21 statement of their investments and show them the returns and have them look at the returns five months apart and basically say, we were here five months ago. This will be over and, and we'll get back there sometime sort of a right. thing. Sort of, so, so it's just, it, it's unusual, I think, but we have to deal with it. Okay, so, so well, it's, you know, really, it's not unusual, Right. Well, I'm sorry. It's unusual that people are nervous oh. at this set of market circumstances, I guess. I guess, yeah. I guess, you know, just trying to provide our sort of, you know, our perspective yeah. is that, this, and, and you always say this, this happens every once in a while, right? I mean, every every two, three years, <laughs> you know, you can do about right? It. This, this yeah. happens. And, you know, so if you're going to be invested in yeah. stocks, then this is, you know, this happens. And it's it's not unnormal, you know, it's not unusual. Yeah, folks, it, it's, um, for, first of all, uh, there's nothing you can do about it, and second of all, they're un, you know it's unpredictable when it starts and when it o it's over. No, no, nobody knows the future, so so if you can't control it, you just have to be prepared to deal with it, and that's kind of the the, the message of this show. And and, and the, the short story is, if you're prepared to deal with it, it's a, a you understand that certain volatility is within bounds for your portfolio. You don't have to like it, but you need to understand it. Okay, and then secondly, and we preach this all the time, you have to have enough dry powder, enough cash or income or emergency reserves to have a, you know, to, to buy a couple of years of time to wait out the mess that's going on in the markets. And that's been a pretty good strategy. So you can't, you can't predict it. You probably shouldn't do anything about it. Well, I'll get to the end of the show. You can't predict it. You, you probably shouldn't do anything about it. Okay, uh, and, and and if you've prepared for it, okay, deal with it, suck it up, and and make sure and be comfortable that you have some emergency reserves set aside that you can be okay with. That, that's that's the, the end of the story here. I, okay, you know, and I think one of the other um, conversations, you know, that I've had with a couple with a couple of people. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we haven't had too many concerned folks. So there's, um, a, there's a reason for but that. We, but we had a couple, yeah. and um, you know, usually they start by saying, "Well, you know, I'm down X number of dollars." And yeah. we'll, we'll say, well, what is that as a percentage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we don't want to talk percentages. The dollars right. are more scary. Well, right? so, yeah, <laughs> which is, and that's and that's kind of where your where your mind is, right. or your heart is, whatever. You right. know, you're, that's what you're tied to. You yeah. see the dollars, yeah. and and that can be, I guess, a little more uh, scary or emotional. Yeah. <clears throat> and we'll say, well, okay, well, percentage wise, it's this. Yeah. And almost immediately they say, oh, okay, well, yeah. that's not that's not so yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of another way to look at it. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> Uh, we have a caller. Uh, we have Dick in Plymouth. Hello, Dick. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Dick. Hey, we know you. How you doing? All right. Wait, we we already know how you're doing. We know how you're doing. <laughs> I'm just doing ducky. Oh I'm yeah. To, I'm waiting in the gym parking lot. I'm gonna talk to you guys. All right. All right. Give you a little little plug and a little commercial. <laughs> Now be careful here. Now you're not supposed to do this. Too nice. You can't say anything nice about us. Yeah. You've you've all heard that my banks don't do that. My bank doesn't do that. 
Well, my financial advisor does that. For uh, my 58th anniversary, we got a little gift for my financial advisor. And I don't want to say what kind of car we got. Cause <laughs> oh, that's your board. You got to have all your customers calling up and say, "I want one of them too." <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Actually, I got a uh, I got a basket of cookies, which we appreciate very much. That is perfectly, I think, acceptable so, under the letter so, of the law. So, yes. Dick, how, how about this? So, so do, it, uh, you know, we've known each other for a really long time, and the first time or two it hit the fan. We had some interesting discussions, but the last few times they haven't been very interesting because you understand how the game works. So, would you? How about you give a little advice as as an investor who's been through some of this stuff, just to folks out there who might be nervous, uh, who maybe haven't experienced much of a bad time. You know, there are lots well, of investors out there that haven't seen a really bad time right. almost in their investment lifetime. You know, ten. Now, now, Mike, how long have you been in business? Uh, Forty-two years. Now, I've, I was with you before you had your own business. I understand. All right. So many a times I saw, saw what's going on now, and like anything, I saw my money going down, which actually is just on paper. It isn't going down. You take it out. And I always used to call you, and you always gave me the same advice. Dick, buy <laughs> things alone. If you go to a store and you see the shirt on sale for half price that was the week before, what would you do? You'd buy it. So it's the same thing with stocks. And I've I've been worried many a times, but now I'm really not worried. Um, we had a meeting. It's, it's always come back. And plus, and we had a meeting uh, this week with, with Kurt. And uh, I have to take my minimum distribution out. So don't, so I, I don't have to sell stocks. You guys have a bucket list sitting there with cash in it. So we draw the money out of the bucket list. What a, what a great idea. Let me write that down. Yeah. Well, I know. My, see, my financial guys is are on the ball. <laughs> now, we don't have to sell when it's slow. We just keep on what we have, and then when it goes up, we still have the same amount we started with. Yeah. D Dick, you know, uh, the one of the hardest things, I think, for folks who have, in my opinion, Okay, um, you can't control when we meet our clients, but if we meet them in a very good time, then the market's going down pretty soon afterwards, and we have our work cut out, okay, for, for having them hang on to kind of get through the market sort of a thing. If we meet somebody at the very bottom of the market and they're brave, well, we look smart maybe in a year or two, but it takes time because you just, like, never know. But, but you know, I think the biggest thing that people have to have, and maybe you can comment on that, is you, know, you said, and it's going to go up again. So people have to have faith that it's going to go up again. So, so would, would you, you know, how, how, why do you think it's going to go up again? Give, give me your reasons. Because it always has. Even yeah. in the, even in the Great Depression, I think in the six or seven or eight years, it was, it was uh, above what it was. And it took six or eight years, but the Depression was awful. And, you know, it's, it's always it's always come back. Yeah. And, and by the way, the, the reason for that, and this is this is great, by the way. Thanks for the call. So, so the reason for that is that, OK, the, the, you know, the company we, we talk about stocks and pieces of paper and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if you own the, the S&P 500 as an investment and Dick, you do, along with virtually all of our clients who own stocks, you own 500 of the biggest companies in America. And and the reason that the markets have gone up forever. Yes, they've had some big, scary hiccups and stuff, is that 
the bulk of those companies over time are growing and making more money and becoming more valuable. So, so people, you know, there's two roads you can take down in the investment world. You can be a gambler and play short-term games, or you can invest in a bunch of great companies and give them enough time, okay, to, to work and make profits over a long time. And that's called investing. And that that's why the market goes up. Uh, Dick, have you ever been to the, the website, the S&P 500 at your fingertips? Does that ring a bell? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I don't. The only thing I go on a computer, I play poker on a computer. That's all right. Well, then, then talk. Then talk to Joyce about this. But anyway, and this is this is this is a, a faith thing for a lot of folks here. So perfect. So folks, th- there's a website uh, add-on. I guess it's called the S and P 500 at your fingertips, and it's like a sidebar on a website called Political Calculations. Don't get nervous if you see the Political Calculations, but but S and P 500 at your fingertips. You push the button. Okay, and they ask you to put in a date. Okay, uh, and and you know I'll start with put in your birthday, and then by the way, if you push the button, it'll tell you what the. I, stand- I'm on there now, by the way. If, okay. you want, if, somebody, Dick, what, what, if somebody's brave enough Dick, to give me your, their birthday, what's your birthday? How, quick, hurry up! What year? March twentieth, nineteen thirty-nine. All right, hang on a second. We're gonna do the right now. So you punch in your birthday. By the way, you can punch in any date. Okay, and it'll give you the Standard & Poor's 500 return for your lifetime. And by the way, th- that's through, let's see, what is today? May- that's probably through April it's through, 30th. Through, through April. All yep, right. Through April. All right. So, so Dick, you, we said, got- you said March of 39, Dick? March of 39. You there? Yes. Okay. I'm here. Yes. All right. So, so, Dick. Okay. So, Kirk, S&P 500, Dick's lifetime. Uh, let's go first without the with dividends reinvested. Yep. Uh, let's see. With dividends yeah. reinvested? Yeah. All right, so index rate of return with full dividend reinvestment, yep. 11.11%. All right, Dick, in your lifetime, the, the Standard & Poor's 500, if you just bought it, or, or if your parents bought it for you on your birthday and closed your eyes, it's better than 11% a year forever putting the dividends back. By the way, here's something even more interesting. If you bought the S&P 500 and collected the dividends, in other words, take them because you need it to live on. Okay, so what, what's the what's the return uh, if, if you took the dividends? Seven point three. Ah, okay. So what was the dividend on 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 uh, Dick's date of birth? What was it paying for, do- for dollars? Dividend was well, it was point five two. Okay, so fifty two cents. Fifty two cents. Okay, what's the dividend today? Sixty two bucks. So let's see. So Dick, in your lifetime. The dividend has gone from fifty-two cents to sixty-two bucks, and during that period of time, your stock that was the company you're hanging around the corner was going better than seven percent a year. What what's not to like if you're a, <laughs> if you're a long-term investor? I'm sorry. Okay, so folks, this is a great go to that website, folks, and plug in your own birthday. You plug in the last ten years, the last fifteen years. It'd be very very rare that you will find a 10-year period of time. In fact, it starts from about 2000 to 2009 where you didn't earn much or you had a negative return in the market. That extremely rare. Folks, if you give those companies enough time to grow and be patient and wait, and if you own enough of them, they're probably going up over time because of capitalism and all that good stuff. Uh, and if you try to pick short-term market movements and do things because the world's coming to an end, you're probably going to hurt yourself. Dick, we've just got about a minute. How about you do a grand summary of things before we let you go, okay? Well, it, it's, it's, I worry if the stock market goes up and up and up and up and up every day. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's got to go down once in a while. Yep. I don't like going down this much. Yep. But 
You can't go good with me bad. It'll, it'll come back. <laughs> Dick, uh, thank you so much for your call. <laughs> you were always great to talk. By the way, Kirk, you weren't around a bunch of years ago, but Dick and I had some very spirited discussions the first time we met each other for the first few years. But he's gotten mellow in his old age, believe he, it or he's not. He's very mellow these days, <laughs> yes. Very mellow. Dick, have a yeah. great day and say hi to Joyce for me, okay? Thank you. Thank you, guys. All You're right. doing a good job. Thanks, right. Dick. Bye-bye. Highly recommend you. <laughs> Oh, you can't say that. We're in trouble yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tim, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to erase this whole show. Yeah. <laughs> what? What show? Oh, it, right. Exactly. Never even happened. What? Dick, oh. is, Dick is not my father or my brother, folks. So That's right. Really <laughs> That's clear right. About that. All right. All right. So, okay. Sounds like it's time to take a break. Uh, are you listening to Kirk Reed and uh, Mike McNamara? Uh, this is McNamara on Money. Uh, we're having a delightful show uh, talking about uh, volatility. Uh, so we're going to uh, take a break and uh, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from this scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. We're back. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. I'm joined in the studio today uh, by Mike McNamara. Good morning again, Mike. Good morning again. And you'll notice, folks, that we're being very mellow about uh, this show here, talking about volatility and down markets and stuff. And we're not jumping up and down on the table and telling you to run around and do this, that, or the other thing. So make a note of that as we go along here. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's all about temperament. I think that goes a long way. Uh, and understanding. Yes. Uh, anyway, I, I think everything we say for the next hour and a half is going to be anticlimactic after Dick's telephone call. So I think we could just end the show and just play music for the next uh, 90 I, minutes. What do you think? <laughs> we could just walk out of here and Dick said it all. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that sounds fine. Something, you know, something, something mellow. Um, well, perhaps, perhaps we'll get another call. That's always... What song do you want to start with, Mike? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Kingsman, money. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah, oh, by the way, as a, we may never get through this outline, Kirk. Did, as, we, as did an, we do any of it yet? Uh, no. Okay. okay. Uh, so as an, as an aside, which I think is kind of meaningful, so uh, Justin and I had a discussion with a client I've known for a very long time. He was a wonderful guy, but, and just, just a peach. Uh, and uh, he was nervous and was talking about, you know, just... just thinking about going to cash and stuff. And it was very surprising when Justin called me and said, said that. So he went with me. And um, it, it, um, for, first of all, uh, he, the only the handicap he has uh, is that he's a golfer, but he's got a sore back and he can't golf. So when he can't golf, he watches the financial news, ah, okay? Ah. And, and, and <laughs> I told him that that was a handicap, and he said, I know that. I have to get up and go golfing. But anyway, uh, you know, the, the, the short story was that, you know, um, we've sent out, what did we send out, five or six little uh, missives in the last few months? Of the yeah, yeah when, more, more than usual. We, yeah, when, yeah. When, when we usually send out a monthly piece to our clients and, and prospects, uh, and, you know, when, when markets go down, we send out some on a pretty regular basis. We probably sent out four or five of them, maybe, maybe even more this year. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, he, had, he hasn't got any of them. For some reason or other, we dropped them off of our email list, uh-huh. okay, sort of a thing. So we had a, a nice discussion. Uh, we sent him the emails and, and, uh, that, we, that we mailed and stuff like that, and he was fine, okay? But he just, 
he was, and he's a very smart guy, and he's he's been drinking the Kool-Aid about how to invest successfully for a very long time, but he just kind of fell backwards a little bit. And part of that was on us for not knowing that we dropped him off. I, I don't know what happened technology-wise, mm -hmm. but, but part of it was on him. I mean, a guy that, that kind of knows how things work kind of was negatively affected by what's going on in the world. And we had our normal talk, and he, he was fine afterwards. But, yeah, it, it's... It's a it's very emotional time out there for what's going on in the world, and that's just how it is. Sort it's, of a thing. But it, it sounds like maybe you need to uh, hook him and I up so I can take him golfing yeah, and, the, and get his it, mind it, off there of you, things. There you yeah. go. Yeah, he said, you know, I do watch too much television, and and I said, you know, this is a real handicap. I said the television is focuses on short term stuff that they're very emotional. When has the news ever been good? Sort of a thing, and make it crazy. Okay, uh, but, but, the financial the financial yeah. news is not your friend. Yeah, um, it's not advice. Yeah. Um, nope. You have to you have to be very careful about that. Yep. I mean, yep. when, and I think this was even in your last, you know, one of the last uh, pieces that you wrote. Yep. And and I uh, of course agree with it. Is that you know when when things are good, that everyone's predicting the end of the world, <laughs> and you know the, and that things are not going to be good yeah. uh, for much longer. Yep. Uh, and then when things are bad or there's a hint of things being bad, they said, oh, we're right it's, now." It, it, well, yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're right, and this yeah. is and this is the beginning of the end. It's going to be uh, really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. And okay. that's and that's basically the yeah. news cycle when it comes to to financial news. Yeah. And we'll over the course of this show, we'll probably mention this a few times. But folks, there's two roads you can take. Okay, you can be a long-term investor. Okay, short story, you own a bunch of great stocks, companies. You give them enough time to work, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, folks, okay, to, to grow and, and, and take advantage of that. And that's a pretty good probability bet based on capitalism in our history. Or you can go down the short-term, I'm going to call it gambling road, okay, where you're either thinking you're gambling and trying to make money and get out of the markets, or you get scared and you're gambling, whether you know it or not, given the circumstances. So th th this is, I, I have to read this. So Warren Buffett, one of my heroes in the world, he, uh, he has an annual report to his Berkshire Hathaway clients every year. And, and this popped up a few weeks ago. Uh, and, and in his 2005 letter, okay, uh, I, 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 just, I just want to quote that this is absolutely Perfect. Okay. Long ago, Sir Isaac Newton, very famous guy, gave us three laws of motion, which were the work of genius. But Sir Isaac's talents didn't extend to investing. He lost a bundle in the South Sea bubble, explaining later, I can calculate the movement of the stars but not the madness of men. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. That, the, uh, and, and a few women, by the way, I would say it's the, these days. But anyway, I, I can calculate the movement of the stars, but not the madness of men. That's what's going on right now, folks. Okay. By the way, and here's Warren. If he had not been traumatized by this loss, Sir Isaac might well have gone on to discover the fourth law of motion. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. For investors as a whole, returns decrease as motion increases. Mm. I have to do something about this. Probably not if you're already prepared, folks. Yep. Probably not. Okay. Yep. I, I cannot predict the madness of men. That's what... That's what's going on, folks. The madness of men and women and institutions getting greedy or getting fearful and making you crazy. Okay, and that's just where we are. 
Okay. I, you know, and I, I, I hesitate to say this because I don't have all the, uh, all the, all the site here, the, you know, specific dates in my head. Uh, but just make it up. Okay. okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> at least, at least as, I, as long as I disclose that Round I'm, it up. I'm sort of making it up, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so I know that <laughs> I know that we sometimes talk about, you know, over certain periods of time. You know, let's say, you know, a given, you know, 20 year period of time, you know, let's say the S&P earned 8% per year. Yep. And over that same period of time, you know, the fund companies are able to track, you know, inflows and outflows oh, of yeah. investors, okay. of investor cash. Talk about the Dalbar survey, right? Dalbar survey. Thank Dalbar. you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I just, yep. I forget the exact years, but yep. pretty, it was a 20 year period of time. Yeah. And, you know, so the S&P earned about 8% yep. per year over that time frame. Yeah. They were able to determine that over that same period of time, the investors in, in that in that same investors index... Investors versus investments. Yeah. The investors earned about four and a quarter oh. percent. Hmm. Okay, so they earned four and a quarter <laughs> by having their money in something that earned eight. Uh-huh. And, How do you do that? And, right, and, the, and so, the, so the question is, well, what's going on there? You know, why why aren't they getting the return? And And the answer was that they were getting in and getting out at all the wrong times. Yep. And human behavior. And this is just like yep. like your buddy uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, if you just if you'd stayed with it, uh, you would have got a nice, you know, a nice eight percent return. But you know, because you were constantly kind of trying to time things or getting fearful or greedy or yep. whatever it may be, um, you know, you didn't didn't get didn't get the same return. Folks, this is called the Dalbar survey, D A L B A R survey. Uh, it's an annual survey and it basically tracks the movement of investor funds, in and out of funds, versus investment returns. And the bottom line is, investors are forever... You should have closed your eyes for 25 years. Okay, that would be the best investment that you could make in the S&P 500, or 15, or 20, or 25, or 30. Okay, because, you know, what, what, what you're going to do, folks, is when things get very high, you're going to buy more because it's going to the moon. And when they get very low and cheap, you're going to get out as opposed to buying more because you're scared to death, okay? And that's, you know, pick a period of time. That works. Just Every year it comes out, and every year, that's the, the results are the same. So, you know, we're not making this up. Dalbar survey, your behavior, the markets are going to do what they're going to do. If you are prepared for those, if you understand how much your portfolio goes up and down, and if you have enough dry powder to wait it out, you did the best you could. Nothing else is guaranteed. Anyway, let me start with the very first word on our outline. Okay. Now, Kirk. Okay. So what time is it? Volatility. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Perfect. Volatility. Price dispersion. Definition. Price dispersion around a mean. Okay. Okay. Uh, in in most of the world, we talk about an average. You add up four numbers, you divide by the four or numbers, and you get an average. Okay. In investment returns. It's a, they use something called an arithmetic mean, which is a little more complicated and a little more, uh, uh, a little better. It, it, as best I can understand it, it takes into effect the compounding and growth over time of your portfolio, which, which you should give. Anyway, so, so volatility just simply means, hey, you're supposed to earn about 8% on your stocks, maybe, and sometimes they go to 12 and sometimes they go to minus 6 or something like that. So it's, it's bouncing around an average is the best way to say that, okay? Uh, and and that's, that's what volatility is. And, and, and Kirk's point about please do not look at your dollars, calculate the percentages. My portfolio is down $100,000. Well, if you started with 200, you have a problem. 
If you have four million, that's a hiccup. Okay, so so folks, please. Okay, at least when markets are going down, use percentages. Yeah. Okay, if you want to use dollars when they're going up, fine. Okay, yeah. but <laughs> but realistically, percentage-wise, okay, that's a much more rational way to figure out okay, what you're, what's going on and where you are in the world. You know, and please, and okay? it's uh, you know, it's been it's been studied and it's been you know determined that people, you know, human beings, they feel loss a lot more than they feel gains. We're not wired to be good investors. Right? You know, <laughs> nope. you know gain, gains feel gains feel really good, yeah. but but losses hurt even more. Even more. Yeah. And that's and that's just I guess yeah. there there's really no way around that. I mean, yeah. that's that's the way we're wired. Yeah. Um, so you just have to believe the world's not coming to an end to make it work, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. So you, I mean, yep. yeah, you need to hopefully find somebody that you know that you can trust that can to, can help you get through this stuff. Whether that's a hug or a smack, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Okay, from I, my point of view, I, I <laughs> or a dope slap. Okay, mm. okay. Anyway, so volatility. There, so here, here's a, no clients will be hurt in yeah. the filming of this. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's something to think about, folks. So volatility, it does not measure the direction of the stock market. It just measures the up and down of the price. At mm -hmm. any given time, it doesn't measure direction, folks. Well, you know, okay. you know what, you know what I find funny about yeah. that. Yeah. So I, you know, if I just like Google this, you know, volatility, yeah. the first thing that comes up, it's <laughs> a, it's just a, you know, a dictionary definition. Yeah. It says from Oxford Languages. All right. Okay. And and so their number one definition it says, liability to change rapidly and unpredictably, especially for the worse. See, there so you that's go. the that's the way that they define it. Um, <laughs> And we would maybe disagree with that. Yeah, they're, at least they're, as far as financially speaking, they're wired the same way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so folks, just because it's below down doesn't mean it's not coming back or it's going to zero. You know, people when when markets are very high and people get greedy and giddy, it's going to the moon. And when markets are very low, they're going to zero. N not A or not B, folks. So p please remember that. Okay. And yeah, vo volatility is normal. Uh, you know, in 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 a perfect world. Okay, Okay, this is this is like the perfect world. Okay, okay. So so if if you take the S and P five hundred as an example, okay, in a perfect world, okay, a company is worth some multiple of the income it generates. Okay. Okay. So so if every year, okay, let, let let's say I, I'm just make this up to be simple. Let's say a company is worth ten times whatever income it generates. Okay, so if it can, if it can, in, if it generates a uh, million dollars, it's a ten million dollar company. Okay, well, in a perfect world, we just have to check every quarter for what the income was, and you could get a pretty good idea of what the company's worth. Okay, and most of the time, income comes up, it goes down a little bit. But that, that so that's a, I'm going to call that the intrinsic value of of a company. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just math. A million bucks here, it's worth ten million, given the rules of the day today. Okay, end of story. Well, <clears throat> the world's not perfect. It's not run by mathematical people who control it. Uh, and so the bottom line is that even though the company might be worth ten million dollars, and by the way, let's assume its shares are a hundred dollars a share. Okay, so uh, even though a company intrinsically, look, this is the math. It's worth a hundred bucks a share. Well, if the world's fallen apart, people might not be too excited about owning companies, and they're probably selling, and, and they go down in value. Folks, here's a newsflash. When, when the market goes down, that means more people are selling than buying.
hello, mm-hmm. more people are fearful, okay, than greedy. Uh, and and that's, that's what's going on. So in a perfect world, sometimes we get nervous and things go below the intrinsic value. You know, Dick had mentioned that. He got nervous when the markets go high. So you, you, you should, because it's above that. You know, if it goes higher and higher somewhere, it's going back to the mean, right? But you, so, probably, you probably don't yeah. hear that comment as much. You, you, no, no, right? you, no, you don't. There are people like that, but, yeah. but not, as, not as much. Most yeah. people are like, they get on and they just kind of get used to it and yep. they think this is the way it's yep. going to be. Yep. And, yeah. so, so, so that's kind of where it sits, okay? So in a perfect world, at companies make money, they're worth about this, okay? But sometimes people get euphoric and drive up prices for not very good reasons. Some people get nervous and drive down prices, more buyers than sellers for, for whatever reasons. Uh, and that's human behavior. And so that's why you have that volatility. By the way, we, uh, you know, we have volatility in gasoline prices. We have volatility in inflation. We have, you know, th- th- so please understand that, that as long as companies make money and we have capitalism, okay, and free markets, there's a pretty good chance, to, you know, that companies are going to grow in value. Every year, companies have to make more money because inflation and all this other good stuff, right? I mean, that's, what, that's what's going on. Okay? I mean, I think, yeah, what I try, you know, I think about is, the, you, know, the, you know, the CEOs and CFOs and, you know, the people that are leading, you know, these S&P 500 companies. I mean, these are some of the best and brightest minds in, in the world. Yep. And I mean, their job is to make these companies yeah. more profitable and, and make money. And I, I take comfort in that. <laughs> you should. Uh, I take comfort in that. Yeah. Um, you know, knowing that they will do, you know, they will do what they have to do to 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 make money. Yep. Um, and that's and that's what's going to make their yep. their shares, you know, more you know more valuable. Okay, folks. Here's a here's a biggie. Write this down. Volatility is not loss. Okay, uh, I'll do my, my $10 stock example. If you bought a stock for $10, folks. By the way, when I'm talking about the stock market, bad place, okay, well, I'll use the word stocks. When I'm in gambling, when I'm talking about investing, I'm going to use the word companies. Okay. okay. Try, try to keep me on that path here. Okay. okay. So if you're, if you're going to buy a stock for 10 bucks, stock is different than a company. A stock is something that goes up and down in a week or two or an hour or two. A company doesn't go up and down in an hour or two. But anyway, that's why if you buy a $10 stock and it goes down to $5 and you sell it, you have a loss. Okay? That loss was created by you because you put it in motion. Okay? If you buy a $10 stock, it goes down to 5 you do nothing and pray or have vast, vast confidence that it will recover, and it goes to 15, you had a temporary downward fluctuation in the price of your stock, otherwise known as volatility, okay? Mm-hmm. Folks, volatility is not a loss unless you make it so. <clears throat> and, and, and I had this discussion yesterday with a pretty well-trained client as far as a, and well-educated client. Okay, so so let's see. Well, you know, if I get out, I'll just get back in when things will get better. So so let me see about this. So so right now, and I think it was the, the, the Dow Jones was 32,000. I'm just going to make this number up. Okay. Folks, bear with me. So let's see, uh, Mr. Nervous Investor, the Dow Jones is at 32,000 and you want to you want to get out until things get better. Okay, uh, and so, so, Mr. Client, so if the Dow Jones goes to thirty-eight thousand, do you feel better? Yeah. 
And, and you'd buy in, right? Sure. So let me let me see if I got this right. You sold it at thirty-two thousand, and you got comfortable and waited back in at thirty-eight thousand. Okay, that's called selling low and buying high. That uh, if you if you pursue that road for a long time, that's called financial suicide. <laughs> okay. So so let let's try it this way, Mr. Client. The the uh, the Dow Jones is thirty-two thousand. You want to get out of the market. Okay, the Dow Jones is now 25,000. How do you feel? He said, oh, I'm, I'm not getting back in, it's still down. Well, that's a heck of a lot cheaper than it was when you got out. Let's see, if you sold it at 32, bought it back at 25, and assumed it was gonna get back, we call that buying low and selling high. Who, is, who in the, if you get out because you're nervous at 32, who on God's green earth is gonna wade back in and buy it when the world is coming to an end? Precious few people. They're probably going to say... They're called investors, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 Precious yeah. few people, okay? Yeah. Pe pe please understand that, folks. That It's the simplest math in the world, okay? We have precious few folks so far that do that kind of stuff, but I look at returns that they shot themselves in the foot for years because of... Well, you, you've seen some of that, I presume. Not many. Not yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, not many, but yeah. Yeah, me, me too. But, you know, f folks... Waiting till things get better only means you get out low and you're going to get back in high and you're going to mess up your returns forever. That that's that's what it means. Okay, just think about it. <clears throat> Moving right along. Okay, stock market volatility is probably not your mm -hmm. volatility. Okay, uh, if, if the S and P 500 is down 20 percent for the year, well, if you own a hundred percent stock portfolio, you're probably down 20 percent. If you own only half of your money in the S&P 500 and have a few bonds mixed in or some cash, you're probably not down 20%. So, so when you read about the stock market, how about you do a little gut check and say, well, yeah, but what percentage of stocks do I own? And for a lot of people, well, it depends on how you feel about things. But many folks do not have 100% stock portfolios. By the way, if, if you're under 40 or 45, I think you should. But that's another story. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so stock market volatility probably isn't your volatility. Okay? Right. That's all. Okay. All right. And here's another, here's another one, folks. Okay. So uh, the, the volatility issue is why you're diversified as a portfolio. By the way, if you had a 100% stock portfolio, it's very volatile. Translation, it makes lots of money with some really scary times, okay? By the way, you know, folks hate downward volatility, but 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 upward volatility is okay, all right? So th there's a there's a contrast between making money and feeling comfortable, okay? And if you want to make the most money, you own 100% stocks, diversify, cross your finger for 15 or 20 years, and hope you have a whole lot of upward volatility, but you have to get through those scary times, okay? So, so we are, uh, as you get along in life, you should lower the percentage of your stock in your portfolio. That, that's just a generic comment, folks, okay? Uh, and, and so the mixture that you have Kind of depends, but you know, if you had a, a theoretical mixture of 50% stocks and 50% bonds, okay, well then you probably ought to have about half the volatility of the stock market in your portfolio. Okay, so so if the stock market goes down 20, hey, here's the good news: you're only down 10. Okay, folks, here's the news flash: it's a lot easier to climb out of a 10% hole than it is to climb out of a 20% hole. <clears throat> So you're feeling good about that, but just remember, 
you're not going to make as much money. Okay, when you dampen your volatility, which mo many folks need to do, you also dampen your return. There's there's no way around that sort of a thing. You know, there's, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's no way around that. Risk right. and return are yeah. you know, you know, unequivocally uh, correlated. And yep. Yeah. There's no way. There is absolutely no way around that. And everyone wants you know you want it. Yeah. Everyone you know you want I it want, all right. I want it, it all and I want it now. And I understand. <laughs> I don't want to wait five years. Yeah. Okay, right. But sure. unfortunately, there's there's really no way to do that. I want it all and I want it now and I want no volatility and I want huge returns. Yes, indeed. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. So if you have a diversified portfolio, A, okay, you're not down as much as the market. And when you check your percentage, you might feel pretty good, okay? <clears throat> um, you know, we're not unusual in the advisor world. We use portfolios of combinations of stocks and bonds, and they have an expected return range, I guess, mm -hmm. and they have an expected volatility range. So, folks, if you have a, a portfolio of stocks and bonds, you ought to know what what the range of excitement that you're exposed to so that when it happens okay you you, you don't have to like it but if it's in bounds that's that just comes with the deal and okay. and you know the the thing that we sometimes have to remind folks about or or provide perspective is that you know what happens in a, a month or two or three is it's so short term that you're it really doesn't matter, yeah. or, or at least that—that's our sentiment. <clears throat> yep. And you know, the best thing we can do is—is is at least step back twelve months, right? Yeah. At a minimum. Oh, that, at a minimum. That, that, and yeah. even that is short term, no. right? <laughs> yeah, no. even that's short term. But well, when when, when we tell somebody yeah. what the volatility might yeah. be, I mean, that's kind of the range we say. Okay, well, we have to look at at least twelve months yeah. to see, you know, what it's up or down to see if it's kind of inbounds, yeah. uh, so to speak. Yeah. So, and, so folks, if you're listening to us and you have a portfolio. Uh, an asset allocation provided to you by a professional or you know you bought bought one at fidelity or if you if you have one of those you ought to have an idea about what you hopefully can return and then by the way how much up and down excitement you have and what the chances are of those excitements in terms of volatility and you all have, that other good yeah. stuff. Yeah, you have you have to have expectations yeah. Yeah. and you need to know what those expectations yeah. are. And just because it's negative doesn't mean it's out of bounds. It, it was like but my my point is you should know that as investors, folks. Okay. Uh, and, and to Kirk's uh, point a moment or two ago. So, you know, again, two roads. Gamble speculation on stocks. Invest great companies known them for a long, long time. Lots of them. The, the, those are the two roads you can go. Okay. You know, ask yourself a question. We're doing okay here? Very close. Yeah. Ask yourself a question, folks. How long does it take to grow a company and become profitable and be good? Uh, and then after you answer that question, which is years, if not decades, why are you looking in the newspaper every day or <laughs> checking the markets to see what the value of your stocks are? Okay, St stocks versus companies, okay? Okay, you need to understand that if you're going to own a bunch of companies, you need to give them a chance to grow because that's what they need and that's how they work, sort of a thing, okay? Uh, and what goes on in the stock market, we'll get to that after the break, that's a whole different game than being a long-term investor. That's a gambling game. But but timing and time is the is is the deal here. Okay, uh, what do we got? About a minute or so, Kirk. Mm -hmm. uh, you got any comments before we hop along, or you want what? Well, just to kind of you know repeat what you just said there. I mean, you know, normally when we t you know we tell people, you know, you need you need you need faith, right? Yeah. You need faith in the future, yeah. and you need patience, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you know. 
you know, we, we, always, we always tell people, you know, we plan on looking smart eventually, right? Yep, yeah. We just don't know <laughs> how long that's going to take, gonna take <laughs> right? Because we never know where we are yep. in, in the market cycle. Yep. Um, yep. And so, you know, we just, sometimes we just need time. Um, but, but, that's, but that's all it takes. Which, uh, which we're running out of yeah, right those, now. Yeah, that's right. We're out of time. Uh, all right. So you're listening to Kirk Reed and Mike McNamara. And we're talking today about volatility. Uh, we're going to take a break uh, and we'll be right back.